Welcome to the family. Welcome to the family. We are Vicky B and Sammy Z, two cousins creating a space for women to laugh, grow, and stumble through their 20s. This community is all about embracing your inner weirdo while manifesting that boss ass babe you know you are. Grab a drink and get ready for lots of laughs, honest chats, and authentic advice every Thursday. Like, subscribe, and leave a review. And don't forget, to follow us on Instagram at Stumbling Along. And here's this week's episode of Stumbling Along with Vicky B and Sammy Z. Everybody, welcome back to the pod. It's Sammy Z and Vicky B. And we are on location on our girls' wine trip. So we're with our sisters and our moms today. Um, first, we have our sisters on the podcast, and we're going to do a little recap of our trip. Ooh, ooh, and then ooh. we're going to have our moms on. We're going to do a little 20 questions with them. Mm. Big things happening. Ooh. So first, let us introduce you to our sisters. Go ahead. Do you go first. Me? Okay, yeah. well, um, I'm Kayla. I'm Victoria's sister, and I planned this trip. I've been I've been dubbed the binder girl. She hates that term. And if you know, we did an episode with Rachel, the legally blonde of Canada, and she was our binder girl for Thailand. So now we have always now we are always picking out who is the binder girl every trip. And this trip, without a doubt, goes to Kayla Brown. Yes, it's not a bad thing. Not a diss. Absolutely. Well, not. we all I think we all had a good time, and I got to pick all the wineries to go to. It worked, yes, it so it worked. Favor. Yeah, exactly. Phenomenal. Okay. Well, I am Miss Julia Zangrilli, finally making a debut on Stumbling Along. I am Samantha's younger sister. If you also didn't know, I started a YouTube channel. Oh. Plug, <laughs> it. Oh. plug it! Plug it! Plug Shame, it! Plug it! Shameless plug coming in right now. You can go or YouTube me, Julia Zangrilli, Z A N G R I L L I, and find me on Instagram at Julia A Z A N. Wow, you <laughs> just put on like a great reporter voice right there. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> And I'm excited to be here. Her she, big day. Julia has been talking about being on the pod. Kayla, you guys have heard a couple of appearances. Yeah. And every time, Julia's like, so, like, when am I'm I coming? Waiting. Still waiting. So, here it today, is. Here it is. My big debut. Yes, I'm very excited. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> so, before we get started, let me yes. just share the wine that Kayla and I are drinking. The Zingrilli girls don't actually drink we as much as we drink. say. Yes, no. <laughs> this is a fact. <laughs> um, I picked a Sauvignon Blanc from Caroline Sellers. And one winery we went to today, which we'll talk about. Yes. And it's probably my fa- one of my favorites that we've yes. been drinking. So before we do the big review of what we liked and loved the best or didn't like, we want Kayla to kind of give us a rundown on her whole planning of it all. And yeah. So do you want to know like the whole planning from beginning to end or just like how, like just where we wine, went? Where we went. Just the wineries. We, we want wine to. content. Wine content. Like, w- just the wineries we went to. Okay. And then tell us, like, what your f- favorites were. Like, a, of all of them? Yes. Okay. Okay, I'm just picturing, like, a 40-page report I now. know. That's <laughs> what, I don't know how deep you want me to go. A sub- okay. Like, an abstract. Okay, so yeah. we've, we've, overall, we went to seven wineries. Yes. I'll do them in the order that we yeah. went. Perfect. So, we started with Ravine, and then we went to Mary Neeson, and then we finished the day off with Palatine Hills. That was day one. Yes. Day two, we started off with Caroline Sellers, and then we went to Lely Winery, and then where did we go to next? There was a lot. So, Consulman. Cons- oh, yes. Consulman Estate. That was a pretty big one. Yes. And then and the then last one we hair. finished was The Hair. The Hair. Yes. 
I think that we all agree on what our favorites were for the most part. Mm -hmm. Um, Ravine was a hit. Yes. Like, it was our first one. And that was one that had been recommended to me by someone. It is a family-run winery. They've been around for, like, over 100 years as, like, an orchard. But now they've been doing wine. And the wine there was insane. I think we all really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. Julia tried some stuff. Yes, ma'am. And she actually liked it. Yes. So we need to do a little disclaimer here. Julia. I hate wine. All wines. I'm a very basic drinker. Very first year, you could say, even though I'm (laughs) technically going into my fifth year. Um, and she goes to Brock University, which is where the wine region is. <laughs> yes. So she has all these wineries at the tip of her fingers. Yeah. And, and she's never been never to been one to of them. Any of them. <laughs> Until not a single one. one. So it was a big, what, like a YOLO trip to come for the wine tasting? Yeah. Because I hate all wine. Yeah. But, but I was convinced she would find something that she would like. Did. There yeah, is I a think. wine for everyone. A wine for it's everyone. True. That's what I said. And did you find... <laughs> no, you don't. I do say that. I said you that did. on the last podcast. Do you listen? You did. I did listen. <laughs> She's the number one fan. Not well, girl. Not well. Girl. Whenever I'm around Julia, I say girl a lot say, more. Girl is like my catchphrase. I call everyone girl. No, I call girl. <laughs> everyone. I call girl, girl. I call everyone girl. Girl. Anyways, girl, what were your... <laughs> So what did you what did you learn about wine? Like what is your favorite? Okay, my favorite is the su- really sweet ones. So ice wine? Yes. So dessert that, wine? or white? Yes. Ice dessert wine has to Oh, Riesling? That's a wine. A sweet Riesling. Sweet Let's Riesling. So we did learn that there's a misconception that not all Rieslings are sweet. Yes. So that is a huge thing that I learned on, yes. on this weekend. I will say this right now. Riesling is one of my favorite whites. And it's because of the dry Rieslings. If, you're, if you've tried Riesling in the past and you think it's bad because it's sweet, you've not been drinking Rieslings. Like you've been drinking just sweet. Go into the dry Riesling world and your mind will be blown. I can guarantee you that. And there's some really good wineries in Ontario who are making good dry Rieslings. Disclaimer. <laughs> Just gotta say it. So yes, I like the Riesling. I like, um, I hate red. I still don't like red. Red is like nasty to my taste. To my, my what was it? My palate Your isn't palette. mature enough yet for red. That was like a kind way of saying I hate red. Mm-hmm. Um, white, I guess is fine. I'm trying to think. I had like three that I would keep going through. It was like Riesling, the iced wine. And then like fruit wine. Yeah, and then a fruit one. So I think those are the three that I'm going between. Yeah. So yeah. that's good to know. I'm an adult. Do you have uh, a like, favorite winery? Oh, I really liked the first one. What was that one called? Ravine. The Ravine was good. And then the one that was first today. Caroline Sellers. That one was really good. I liked liked that one. Also family owned. Right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So that was, I think, another one of our top. We bought a lot of bottles from there. And honestly, I bought stuff I never thought I would buy. Mm. Like, I bought a plum wine. Mm. And it was just because it was so unique. And then the lady who was giving us the tasting said it pairs really well with, like, Asian-inspired dishes. So I thought that'd be really cool to try. Mm. That was really awesome. Yeah. Did anyone come out surprised? Like, you came out surprised with the fruit wines? And Chardonnay. And the Chardonnay. Because she went in saying that Chardonnay tasted like canned tuna. (laughs) Weird. Yeah. And I think it's because I've been drinking unoaked Chardonnay. Mm. And then this time, I've been drinking, like, very, very oaky Chardonnay. And I've discovered that it's actually amazing and tastes like butter. I have to agree with you. I liked oak Chardonnay better than unoaked Chardonnay. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, but honestly, other I didn't really come out surprised about anything. But you're a wine drinker. You kind of yeah. know what you like already. And I like, didn't like the fruit wines that much. I think I would have them, but not enough to 
yeah. sure. to buy them or anything. I feel like I came out more confused. Like, before <laughs> I was just so unaware of all wine, so I was just like, yeah, I'll grab, like, the cheapest one on the shelf, and now I'm like, oh, that's how I go to the wine, like, the wine rack or whatever. I'm like, oh, I need to read these really carefully and, like, mm-hmm. decide what I want. So I feel like it's, like, opened my eyes to, like, now, like, a new... Yeah, because you're, you're not like, oh, I just, like, Chardonnay and Sauvignon Blancs, which is where I kind of, like, stay with whites. You're, like, you're more like, oh, I like a bunch of different ones depending yeah, on if how it's... it goes. So it's really, I know I'm not really a red drinker, but then there were a couple reds that I didn't mind. So I feel like I'm just like still discovering what I like. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I liked about our girls' getaway that I've never done one of these before, but our moms have said they're usually really busy and packed. And because of kind of the pandemic and everything, they were A, quieter, and B, a lot of the tastings were held outside, Mm -hmm. which was really, I thought, really great for the time of year and just being able to, like, look at the the vines while drinking. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was pretty unique. It was honestly just such a nice getaway to do, to get out of, like, doing nothing because of corona. But also, like, when you travel with your boyfriend or significant other, like, you don't you don't really care as much about like getting dressed up and taking pictures, yeah. which we were like planned all our outfits yeah. and took really good pictures, which I'm happy about. It felt yeah. good to do. It was fun to get dressed up too because we're in the house so much. The, it's like sweatpants, t-shirt, yeah. and I'm like, oh my god, let's find, let's buy a dress, like let's look cute. Yeah, was it was fun. nice to get out, and it's so close to the GTA. Like I think mm-hmm. we should come more. Yeah, and so, there's and, so and many the wineries. Thing is, all of the wineries I picked, or most of them are wines you cannot buy at the LCBO. Like, these are very small, family-run wineries, and if you want to taste them, you have to come either to the vineyard or you need to find a restaurant that supplies them mm-hmm. or directly buy it from the winery. But if you've never tried it before, how are you going to know what mm-hmm. you like? Right, so it's a good opportunity to explore some of more of those, like, hipster indie wineries that are making really good stuff. Okay. And then you get to kind of talk with the family and see what it's all about. Is at um, one of our favorites, Caroline Sellers. Yes. The lady serving us, I don't remember her name, but she was just shooting the shit with us and she was telling us how her and her friends booked a fake appointment at Kleinfeld in Toronto. Yeah. And they were just trying on dresses. Wedding dresses. Loved it. So cool. We need to do that. I'm yeah, down. that was fun. So that who's, was who's getting married? Who are we picking? No yeah. one. We're oh, who wants to get married yeah, for a fake no. adventure? I know. Have the rock paper scissors. Yeah, I mean, that'd be so definitely. Fun. Or we, we can all be getting married. We can, yes. do, we can do bridesmaid dresses. <gasps> that'd, that'd be, be fun. Awesome. I'd that'd be okay be really with that. Fun. Love it. We can come up so with a really funny. like cool story background of why yeah. we're there. Like one person <laughs> can be the bride, and the rest of us can be bridesmaids. I love it. Let's do that. That'd be fun. We'll just get the dress ten years later. Yeah, it's fine. No big deal. Can I put that on a hold? For 10 years. <laughs> 10 years. I'll be back Thanks. soon. I promise. Com- comes back 10 years later. I put this on hold. Like, mm. We don't have that in stock. That's outdated. <laughs> That's been discontinued. <laughs> About 10 years ago. <laughs> um, another um, person I really liked was Charlie. Yes. yes. From the hair. Yeah. Hair. A shout out to Charlie from the hair. So he was the most enthusiastic, I think, person we met yep. on this trip. Yep. He referred to himself as a retail... What was it? Oh, yeah, like a a retail theater. theater. Retail theater. He says he does retail theater, and he was so enthusiastic, so zany, had tons of knowledge, Mm -hmm. tons of dad jokes. English dude. English dude, and just really built up, like, the whole experience of wine tasting. I thought that that was really interesting. And when I think back to a couple of our favorite spots, um, all the people serving us that were helping us were also enthusiastic. Good connection. It really did build the experience, I thought. It's almost like you don't want to leave. 
Yeah. 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 Because I think it's not about just you go there and drink. Like, you want people to tell you how the wine was made, Mm -hmm. what makes it so special. Like, what are you drinking and why does it taste that way? You don't just go to just, like, get... You're not there to get drunk. Like... That's a nice side effect. Debatable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's so ex- good and, like, so exciting about this experience and why I would tell so many people to do it is, like, we have someone like Kayla who's very into wine. We have someone like Julia who literally hates wine. We're here with our parents who've done this so many times. I mean, Victoria are newbie. We're all coming from different, like, walks. And it was, like, equally exciting for, like, everyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, like, overall, like, a great getaway just, like, for the girls. For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. I also learned, well, we all learned that there's um, a wine region a wine scene in lake erie area yeah mm. an emerging one i yeah. didn't even know that existed up and coming so everyone in lake erie you're ahead of us yeah, yeah. we need to go there next yeah we'll see what you're doing out there lake erie people yes you better you better impress <laughs> i'm better, coming for you you better work also okay now that i find it interesting okay i cannot smell or taste anything in wine like i can never pick up anything mm-hmm. oh you like when people say like oh tobacco i just never get it <laughs> and i just say the same thing tenants tenants Hey, you figured out the canned tuna thing today. Yes, I did. You were did. like, I think I understand now. <laughs> tinny. Like, yes, the Chardonnay did. tasted tinny. But now I'm kind of like starting to appreciate how some things, like some of the Chardonnays literally tasted like popcorn. Yeah. yeah. They did. I and, got that note. And why was that? Did they say that something? Because it's, it's aged in oak okay. and because of malolactic fermentation. Oh. Ooh. What does that mean? Oh, gosh. I don't remember exactly, but I think... When it goes through that process, it creates that more like buttery, creamy flavor. That's and it literally on. tasted like popcorn. That's so interesting. I think that's where my um, interest is going to go next. Is it? How that works? Fermentation. Just like how different regions and like soil and the terroir. Yeah, how it's just oaked or you put it in a. Mm-hmm. Then you can also think of like what's the difference between French oak. An American oak. Yeah. I'm sure there's something going yes. on there. So another thing I kind of want to ask Kayla, and I think everyone, a lot of us wonder, is like, why does everyone swirl the glass, sniff it, make weird sounds in their mouth when they're <laughs> tasting it? Because Kayla was doing the work, oh, yeah. and we kept staring Can at her. Can we do, like, the, the sound, sound effect? It's it's like, like, oh, you'll have to. I Kayla, finished my wine, here. so. It's really like. All right. So, you know, when you, when, you, you do when you taste wine, you know you're supposed to, like, swirl it around, you sniff it, and then you sip it, and there's another step where you slurp. I'll do the slurping. <laughs> ASMR. <laughs> there it is. Okay. So, yeah, like, it's not the most attractive thing to be doing when you're out in public. <laughs> but it's basically, basically you're aerating the wine in your mouth. Okay. So you can get more of the flavors because it's introducing the air, which, like, we learned today, it lets, like, these esters out, which is what helps you smell things. Hmm. Um, and it helps bring more of the flavors when you're tasting. So stirring when you mix the glass that's also bringing oxygen in. Yep. So you can smell the aromas better. Okay. Ooh. And then when you do it in your mouth you're aerating it in your mouth. Okay. Yeah. So it's swirl, sniff, swish. Swirl, sniff, sip, slurp. Slurp. Uh, the four S's everybody. Then you can S- swallow I, <laughs> five. five S's. Or you can spit it, depending on what you're okay, doing. Okay, again, again, for the people in the back, aka me. Swirl. Swirl the glass. Sniff. <laughs> slurp. Sip. 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 Slurp. Mm-hmm. Swallow or spit. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, there you go. That's or iced wine. That was something else they said. Yeah, that, that you have to like the iced wine twice. Oh yeah, because the first time it's 
gross, she said. Because it's on the tip of the tip yes. of your tongue is your sweetness receptors. Mm-hmm. Your taste buds. And on the back is more like the, the sour. Yeah. yeah. So like if you're sh- going to have a sweet wand, you want to push it to the back. Shoot it to the mm-hmm. back and you have to hold it there for a bit so your taste buds and your um glands start like salivating. Yeah. So you can get more of the sugars. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, there's uh, so many people say, oh, ice wine is so sweet because we're all drinking it with the tip of our tongue. So it's like way sweeter than it actually is. Huh. Mm-hmm. There's so much more like goes into sipping and drinking mm-hmm. wine than I thought. Yes. It's really funny because right before we had this wine getaway, we had a from Victoria had a friend wine tasting. Oh yeah. And it was nothing like this. There was no <laughs> sipping and swirling and swooping and back of your mouth. It was just like chugging and chugging and next and next. So but, I, but I won the, the wine tasting because it was a competition. So I just would like to put oh, that out there. Victoria did win Make the flowers. Me proud. Yes. <laughs> but I wish we had some of these skills. Yeah. It would have been really nice. But I feel like with us, when you like, it's just like a friend skinny yes. drunk kind of thing. Yeah. You don't want to swirl it and swoosh it and and most of it was pe- like their parents wine that was just like the wine that their parents <laughs> they didn't want to drink yeah <laughs> nothing they like handpicked it's like no, i went no. to this winery and like <laughs> but maybe next time we can influence everyone to get into the five s's yeah yes, yes. the five s's beautiful yeah. but anyways next we are talking to our mothers we're gonna play 20 questions with them Ooh. Do you have any questions you think we should ask them? How do you think they're going to handle being on the pod? Well, what kind of questions are we going for here? I think yeah. I'm going to do some, like, more serious 20-related questions, like, mm. 20, like, in your 20s questions mm-hmm. or, and some fun ones. Yeah. I always like asking, like, what did you learn in your 20s, tw- like, in each decade? Like, what's, like, the one lesson that would describe your 20s? My mom's in her 60s now, so that would be a lot. That would be well, you just, just one question. <laughs> like, that one, like, what's, like, that one thing that, like, describes your 20s? 20s. Oh you say that and I'm like what happened in my teens I'm like I don't oh. I don't know man I don't know what I learned but then. I feel like though once you're older you have you can Reflect. you have a better picture Reflect. of like what that one lesson in is. your first like de- when you're 10 your decade yeah. you're just learning you're just learning <laughs> I learned how to talk I learned how to walk I learned how to shit <laughs> okay correct I how to talk and walk oh my okay. god yes, I learned correct. how to toast bread <laughs> Yeah, I always like that question. Mm. As a stumbler, I think it'd be cool to ask them, like, what their big, hairy, audacious goal is. (gasps) Yeah, that's a good one. See if they have one. A big, hairy, audacious goal, yes. Why call it hairy? That's what, it's a beehag. Yeah, a beehag. They asked me that. What is that? Julia, what is, okay, well, now we have to ask Julia. Yes? (laughs) So your big, hairy, audacious goal is just, like, that ultimate goal you want to achieve in life. Achieve in life. Oh, we all know this. But for your stumblers, they probably don't. But my YouTubers, they probably know. I want to end up in Australia. I want to live on a beach. I want to teach, be a teacher in Australia. That's where I want to end up. I want to have little surfer babies in Australia. One more time for the people in the back. Australia. Australia. <laughs> you heard it here first, everyone. Julia St. Greeley is going to be in Australia. That, that, Harry? What is it, Harry? Your big, hairy, audacious skull. Aussie. That's All right, crazy. guys. Thank well, you. Thank you for... so much for being on the podcast. Not yes, thank you for the recap, and we're going to go talk to our mothers now. Thank you. Good Ciao. luck. Bye. Bye. First and foremost, can you just introduce yourselves and maybe, you know, a line of what's going on in your life right now? Like a little bio, like, I'm Sam's mom, or your teacher. That's a pretty good bio right there. <laughs> I'm Sam's mom, and 
I work at schools, <laughs> special need children. But she also has three of her own books. That's right. I Plug am. it. What's your Instagram? My Instagram is Diane Sparky, Z-P-A-R-K-K-I. And I do have three uh, fictions out, three fiction novels. Amazing. Uh, my name's Joseph Brown. I'm Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. You're Victoria's mom. That's her claim to fame, everyone. Right now I'm enjoying COVID-19 at home with my daughters and my uh, mother taking care of her. We're all retired. We're all retired. We're all retired around this table right now. It's amazing. I feel rejuvenated being at home. All right. Well, thank you. Um, First and foremost, what is your favorite wine? Or you can say your favorite wine um, on this trip or your favorite winery on the trip or favorite wine in general. Wine, I would have to say, I just like something dry. So there's been quite a few different ones that I've tried and liked. Can't tell you which they are off the top of my head. And the last winery was probably the funnest. The hair. That's one with Charlie. Yes. With Charlie. Yeah. He was good. Good. Good entertaining. Yes. How that was, uh, yeah, the hair, right? The hair. Okay. And, and I have to say that we went to seven wineries today and um, all of them were different because of the person who was actually uh, telling us about the wines. So that made a big difference with it. We were talking my about ma- that. Yes. yes. My favorite wine, I would still say uh, red is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, even though Just I red or all the reds or... Uh, that French wine that I've been drinking for the last The one year. I brought to my friend's wine that's tasting. Right. Yes, I that's told right. everyone about that. Yes. That's the one that won Victoria the Big Bucks. It's called, um, it's a Pinot Noir from Burgundy. What's the brand, Kayla? Louis Latour. Louis Latour. Yeah, you must try. That's still my favorite wine. Um, I've tried a lot this week, but that's still, I'll still go back to that one and recommend that to people. Yeah, that's our family favorite. Yes, so we have a couple of questions for you guys. We haven't prepped them, so that's that's going to be fun. <laughs> You're a little nervous coming into this. But relax, shake it up. <laughs> we're going to get started. Should I get you guys more wine? No, we're good. You're good. Now remember, ladies, there's you might no... need a drink after this. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, ladies, remember, there's no wrong answer on the podcast. <laughs> so we're going to start off with something a bit more simple, we're hoping, and it is... To describe the person sitting next to you. On my left or on my right? Each other. The sisters. Yes. (laughs) So if we haven't said it yet or you haven't heard it in one of our latest or last episodes, our moms are sisters. So that makes me and Vicky be first cousins. And you guys are 11 years apart? That's right. And my mom, so Sammy Z's mom, is the youngest of four. And Zia Jo would be second youngest of four. That's correct. Yes. Okay, perfect. So, who wants to start off with describing the first? Oh, you're going to go first, Zia Jo? Diane's always been in a very outgoing. This is not an interview. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's true. Outgoing, giving. She's trying to boost you. And alive. People. Oh, she's alive. (laughs) When she walks into a room, everybody's attention. She's just looking forward to hearing what she has to say. Well, that's super nice, Zia Jo. Well, it's true. Okay, Mom. So how would you describe Zia Jo? Switzerland. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. No, she's got a good heart. (laughs) Right? Right. (laughs) I don't know how to describe my sister. She's always there for everybody. So she's like the Switzerland of the family. She's the go-to. So that's the best way. And we're both a little squirrely, so... (laughs) Squirrely and loving. Their attention's always everywhere. Yes. 
random question going off the book what was it like growing up together were you guys close since you were 11 years apart would you like to answer that <laughs> yeah i didn't have a choice we were very close literally close i babysat uh diane when we were little so she was with me most of the time when i went out with my friends at 15 she was right behind me but that sounds like I you was... didn't really want her there <laughs> was... she used to call me her shadow oh shades you joke yeah no i i think because of our age difference we probably weren't close because she was a teenager i was already in my early 20s, 20s. yeah so we're at different parts of our lives then i think we got more more common and more getting together since when you guys were born. So you guys are closer in age. Yeah. So we, we did a lot of things together. So that's pretty great and leads us into our next question was what was it like having daughters the same age and close in age since between me, Vicky B, Julia and Kayla were only all a few years apart. So what great. is it's fabulous. Because there's babysitting there when you guys were little you guys were able to be dropped off and there's that security feeling that somebody very convenient for the mothers <laughs> yes, yes that's yes, true but you guys actually got along like you, hear yeah, you were all close get, yeah didn't get along or whatever like i'm closer with my niece tay and philip who are older than you guys by what 10 years 15 years yes about that so i'm closer with them in age versus you guys well versus than my sister Right. right, and so that is your oldest sister's children. Right. So, so my up, niece to my niece and nephew, who are Philip is uh, ten years younger than you ten, me, yes. ten years younger than me, and Tay is eight years younger than me. So we're closer in age in that way. So it's nice to have you guys all close. It is nice. We we enjoy it. What is a lesson you learned in your twenties? A lesson I learned. Looking back on it, something that you're like, oh man, like. I yeah I reflect on my twenties and this is what I gotta say. Well, I'd have to think about that one. Okay, okay, we'll come back to it. I'll just tell you something that you do learn a lot in your twenties. Okay, there you go. Here's an answer. And um, what you guys are going through is there's just stumbling along in your twenties is so true, and that I did that going through boyfriends, going through jobs, school. Should I go back to school? And helping around along with other friends. They're at different parts of their lives, so that communication that you're with your close friends and learning that helped a lot. I don't know if that's no, that's really a question or not, but that's what just thinking about it. Do you have an answer, Zidane? Well, I see your mom got married later in life, where I got married earlier in life. So I got married when I was twenty-five. My earlier years, there was a lot of like traveling that I did. And so I think like between 20 and maybe 27, I, um, it was more just growing up and being with friends and having each other's backs and stuff like that, that created that. So really growth. had a lot to do with like the friendships you made the in the 20s. Because right, to, yeah, and I look back, a lot of the friendships I made in those earlier years, I'm very, still very close to. So like that sisterhood of who you're going to be around in years to come. Friends have come and gone over the years and I've made new friends, but the closest ones of girlfriends that sisterhood have been with people I've been with a while. Interesting. Very interesting. So, sorry. Sorry, and as Diane did mention is I got married in my 30s. I did travel in my 20s. I worked and I traveled. If it was with my other sister or with my friends, I did a lot of traveling in my 20s. So the traveling bug is... In the through, family. through the family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we all travel. Didn't come out of nowhere. So for people, I don't know, I feel like a lot of people focus a lot on like the relationships 
Like, you definitely had probably different relationships in your 20s. I mean, like, romantic relationships. Oh, yes. But looking back on that time, you remember the your friendship. friendships over oh, yes. your romantic relationships. Yes. Yeah. That's I mean, you got married in your 20s. Yeah. But uh, were, you, were you in other relationships in your 20s? For my husband, yes. In your 20s? Okay. <laughs> so. I don't know. How long did you date? We actually dated... Well, you know, I guess not. Oh, I date other people, but yeah, because we dated three years before I got married, so I did date other people, but it was the friendship. It was the it was the girlfriend friendships that that stuck. It's just a good yeah thing wholesome to, thing to remember. And when you're going through your twenties, to just keep your friends close. Well, you become stronger because you're all like, you're helping each other out, growing and stuff, and then the traveling together, and you have you make me- different memories, and um, you become strong with each other. Well, I have to agree with that too. Cause, well, look uh, at the people that you grew up I'm with. Still yeah. With them, yeah. yeah. Uh, even, and they live like well, one of your closest friends. Well, she's also our cousin, but she lives out in Australia, so yeah. she's still yeah. a, a good contact and good friend. But even for you, since you were in your like mar- you got married in your twenties, that's still a huge part of your twenties. Your twenties too. So yeah. I'm just saying there are people even now who are. I have friends who've gone married or we see on our Facebook people having babies already or getting married and we think that's crazy but then I think it's crazy it's not because people are doing that and it's not like as taboo and like people have done it everyone's at a different stage yeah Yeah, and I think yeah and I think you come around at some point like you lose touch you touch base it's a balancing act because you know if you get married and the other guy's still single you're not you're not I mean you're gonna hang out but you're not gonna hang out in the same Fashion dynamic with your dynamic right so like, but you're I, still connected but you're not in the connect the same way until you all become sort of plateau at the same place so you've had friends that you've stayed in touch with at some points and then lose touch and regain well yeah and it, it would be like more like you you're not gonna do a couple dinner when there's only three of you you'll yeah. do a girl's dinner yeah absolutely you know, versus, exactly what you said yeah okay so moving on what would you say your favorite decade was so far in your life and why? There's a little smirk, Mom. What, what's going on? Your I would say my best decade, well, my best decade was probably my early 20s before your dad. <laughs> so bada boom, bada bing. And then, <laughs> and then I probably would say now. Your 50s. My 50s with my kids. Like, I enjoyed you guys when you were little, but having all you guys older now and the conversations that we can have and there's open talks and stuff like that, that's probably one of my favorite times now. 50s. So we have 50s to look forward to. We have you're in your 20s where I had fun too, though. Oh, right. Don't forget, it was early 20s. So why did you love your dad? And then <laughs> 50s with your dad for 25 years. So why did you love your pre 20s? Because it was fun. Pre young yeah, 20s. A lot, yeah. fun. a lot of you know going same out. stuff you did: drinking, going out, partying, clubbing. A lot of freedom, right? There's no the fast uh, life. You there's no thing about paying bills or. Paying your bills or having a mortgage or building a big relationship, like thinking, oh, I need to get married and stuff. You just have fun with your friends. If they weren't there, you you just did it on your own. You have that freedom. Yeah. So, so you I do. would say the 20s was mine as well. Uns- uncertain as sometimes going through the 20s, it wasn't easy, but that freedom was there. I lived at home, so I didn't have that extra expenses of paying rent or tuition and stuff like that once I finished school right but I traveled and my parents encouraged me to travel so that was good and then I'd say after that is probably getting closer to the end of my career it's just that you're relaxing now because you have to once again you have to start your career and you have to 
Prove yourself out there. And once you do that and you establish yourself, there's that satisfaction. So that's closer to the end. But now that I'm on a semi-retired, I love it now because I've done it and there's accomplishments that I can say I've done through my that time. That sounds like a lot of decades you put in there. <laughs> <laughs> I think every decade has something you can look back on. But, uh, yeah. But there's, you know, there's bumps around the road. Some are better than others. Well, I would say, like, I didn't say the 30s, 40s, and 50s because that's when you have a mortgage and you have a new Raising a family. You, raising a family. Um, and I enjoyed that time. Because I loved seeing you guys involved in being involved with your extra activities or being in school plays and going to that. But that's different. That's So yeah. early career, early adult life, and retirement are the best. Everything in between. Just act snay it. Just jump from 20 to 50. <laughs> too many responsibilities. <laughs> but yeah, take that. That was yeah, fun. I too. mean, it's fun, but it's just, it's just something you go through life. So yeah. you, you ask for a particular time, and those are the particular that's times. totally okay. It's totally yeah. okay. Can't wait till I'm 60 and retire. <laughs> Enjoy every every minute yeah. of wherever you're going. What would you tell your old 20-year-old self if you could go back? My younger 20-year-old tell self? Tell your 20-year-old yeah, self. Old, yeah. If, you're 20, if you saw yourself at 20 years old walking down the street, what would you say to her? Believe in yourself and be confident and conquer the world. Yeah. Like that. Like that. Yeah, I always I Because there's a say. very not confident, you feel like you're a failure, you've got your friends getting married, you're not getting married, you don't even have a boyfriend, and you're going from one job to another because you can't find it. You'll get it. You'll get there. Yeah. You'll get there and it's okay. Whenever you get it. Self-thought is normal, but you can get there, yeah. Amen to Amen. that. Amen. Yeah. On the same wave. What was like an embarrassing moment in your 20s or... A funny... Yeah, like a, a funny, funny story, story you remember from your 20s or something that makes you giggle when you think back to that time. We'll take too many. Too many. <laughs> can't think of one we right can't even now. Think of any. Can you think one of each other? Or just a story from when... Your childhood that like makes you guys laugh around that time? Or yeah, of each other. I can't think of any. No, there has to be a lot. <laughs> you could probably think of some for me, but I, won't, I can't think of any. In your 20s? Not no. embarrassing moments, not drunk moments. <laughs> okay, tell us a drunk story. Uh, There's too many well, of those. The only ones I can think of is every time I come home and be drunk, the next morning I'd have a headache and they're saying in Italian, Maloc, somebody gave me Maloc the night before. And what is that? Maloc is like someone gave you the evil eye, but it was really just a bad hangover. That's what I would tell my mother. <laughs> and she would believe that or? I think she chose to believe it. Oh, she chose mm. to believe it. I always made sure when she, I knew she was going to come in to make sure there was a glass of cold water and a pill. It's so nice. See, Joe, why don't you do that when we see? So, that's the Switzerland part of her. <laughs> see, Joe, when I come over, I don't get that treatment when I'm drunk. Why? Well, I don't know sometimes. if you're coming over our house or you're going to... Uh, you're right. You know. we, we gamble with it. Who's yeah. house we're going to end up She sometimes does that. Oh, I got I got a story for you. Another... Okay. <laughs> when I was younger, I used to do, we used to do a lot of partying with my cousin, Roseanne. My, her mom, her mom's name was Mary. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to tell her I told this story. To come home, we used to sleep over at each other's house like you guys do. And her mom was like the best. She used to, no problem, come home. We'd help take each other's cowboy boots off and get into bed, blah, 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 noisy. And in the morning, she'd come in and she'd, just, she'd get to the drape, the, not the drapes, the curtains or the blinds. The blinds. And she'd go, Durr! Good morning, girls. <laughs> the sun coming in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
That's what you used to do to us. Yeah, mom. I slept over your house. I did that. I don't remember doing that. In the morning, because you there was like you couldn't sleep in past That's a certain point. Nine o'clock on a Saturday. Summer, on the summertime. I can't believe summer I did holiday. that. So you'd come in and be like, rise and shine. And just open the door, open the lights, and then the vacuum would be going. Okay, but this is you're little. You're not like drunk. True, true. This is when you were little. You were this was elementary school. Yeah, that's little, not alcoholic. That's drunk. why Victoria's short, because you didn't let her sleep, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> you know, for the one or two times she slept at our house, I think it had a lot more to do with her own mother's house. <laughs> so rude. Oh my god. Okay, yeah, so another question is. Explain to us why when we were grounded, we weren't allowed to go anywhere, but we could go to each other's homes. Why are you looking at me? Nothing. Am I the only one who did that? No, that's your second home. No. You're still grounded. Where are we? Where are we? Well, you're, I hope you weren't allowed to go out over there. You're no. Just stuck. We were so allowed to see each other. Yeah. And why is that? I guess that's because you considered you. I guess we just considered that a good family. Just so you know, I'm standing here with my mouth in awe that they were actually doing this to me. <laughs> she doesn't believe that she was strict. I do not recall I mean, any of this. It could be from our perspective of like a child just thinking that you guys were scared, like you were strict. Yeah. But my mom also just said that her favorite decades were 20 to 50, so 30 and 40, she must have just blacked out. She <laughs> yeah. just doesn't remember. She just doesn't remember. <laughs> Well, with you hellions running around, maybe it was. Yeah, honestly, we definitely didn't make it easy. Our last question, right? Yeah, so our last question for the podcast is our BHAG. What is your BHAG? What's a BHAG? Can you clear that first for us? No one really knows what that is. Samantha, explain. So a BHAG is your big, hairy, audacious goal. So it is like your biggest goal that you want to accomplish. That's pretty much what it is. The biggest goal you want to accomplish and obviously, I feel like being later in your life, there's, like, different goals you have now. You know, I don't have any more goals to set up. <laughs> well, she did her book. I did my book. You can tell about a goal you just accomplished. I accomplished writing three novels. And for those people out there who think they can never write a book, that is just not true. Because I am the worst speller. And... I don't use periods or commas or any of that <laughs> kind of stuff. And that's why you have editors. It gives them a job. Um, if you can get it on paper, you can get it done. Um, and I surely did. Got three books. And then they progressively got, you know, first time novelist, rookie, and then got progressively better and better. And that was a goal I can definitely check off my list. Um, I think my goal is just to continually to grow and try different things. It's a great one. Yeah, I just want to continue to try different things. Like now I'm trying to do the Instagram thing to kind of prep my books up, getting them sold. Promote them. Promote Did books. you always have the goal to write books? No. Did that that was come? never a goal for me. I didn't even like reading <laughs> until I was probably <laughs> I in my late 30s. So when did the goal come that you wanted to write a book? I guess you read enough books and then all of a sudden you have this, start creating your own characters and then you start writing it down. What age were you when you decided you wanted to Sorry. write? It's 2014, I think I wrote my first one. 13, 14, 2013. Like, I wasn't a young person who had always had this incentive to try something. It came on way later in life. And what was your big, hairy, audacious goal in your 20s? I don't think I really had this big um, goal, like, to become anything outstanding. I knew I wanted to raise a family and I wanted to have a good job to provide for them. 
Um, I wanted to travel all the time with my family um, and let my kids experience different things. Um, but then I think once the kids, once you guys were like of age and I found myself and I had a job and I did everything I had to do, I needed to start turning the focus on myself. And that's when I think mm. I started doing like reading, doing a lot of reading. I, I would go to women's groups or like community groups or business babes or anything like that. Just try to constantly educate myself in different areas. I'm more of a hummingbird. Hummingbird goes yeah. all over the place and trying different things versus someone who just wants set of things. So in your 20s, you didn't really do any of those things because you didn't realize that you, you know, you wanted to write. Yeah. Because now you're taking that time more now to do, to like go out, try different things and go to different networking groups. Yes. So would you encourage people in their 20s to do that now? Absolutely. Rather than later or? I think if if you can get into different uh, networkings or anything like that to reach out. Just try different things. Yeah, not be afraid to do things by yourself either. Like taking the risks now rather than doing it later. I joined a book club I absolutely knew nobody at. Somebody had suggested it, um, a girl I work with. Um, she suggested it, and so I joined it. I absolutely knew nobody there. And then and then COVID hit, and we had to do it on Zoom line. Mm-hmm. On Zoom. On Zoom. And, um, so not being afraid to try things by yourself. Yeah. See, I think that's why a lot of 20-year-olds are kind of scared to take those risks now, just because, like, we're supposed to be kind of, like, kissing people's asses right now and trying to, like, stay on a, a path. And then that's when you hear stories of people when they're older who are just, like, doing all that now you know you just hear people being like oh I wish I used I did that earlier I think you have to learn how to network too though but you have to network with people you know you have to that's the only way you're gonna network right you know somebody they're gonna know somebody and to take that step so if I haven't introduced you to somebody you're the one who has to take the step to reach out so you think it's a mix of both like yeah take networking on your career path but also taking those different risks yeah but yeah for sure and it's and it's hard like how many people sit in a movie theater by themselves? Have you done that? Like, that's those are bucket list things. I, I've i done it in an afternoon. I've gone to um, uh, back in the day when there was um, a couple movies that came out and there was lots of talks about them. I attended two of them by myself. Or going to uh, dinner by yourself. Like, those are kind of things you just have to try to do by yourself that encourages you to, you know, it's sort of odd sitting in a restaurant eating by yourself, mm-hmm. but you don't have to make a dinner. You can make it like lunch or brunch, something mm-hmm. that you're, you know, you're in and out, but you did it. So those are important, but we're networking. Somebody has to introduce you, but it's really up to you whether or not you're going to make the impression or not and continually check in. Yeah. I feel like going, like going to the movies by yourself or going out for lunch or dinner by yourself is a good way to build confidence because you kind of just have to be okay with being alone. Yeah. And get out of your head that people think you're strange for being alone. Yeah. I agree. Okay, Zia Joe, what is your big, hairy, audacious goal? Oh, my goodness. I have to agree with, in our era, it was like almost like what um, Diane said is, I did want to have kids and I did want to get married. So that was one of my goals. And in my 20s, I got married in my 30s. So I wasn't um, finding had to refocus on stuff so I got into uh baking believe it or not I was into baking 
uh, pies from scratch and of course it didn't come out right and stuff like that and then I looked into bed and breakfast places and all I wanted to do is open up a bed and breakfast just for breakfast so I was getting into the breakfast part of it and but you I... still say that when we like go away even now or when we've gone to Halifax or Nova Scotia we stay at a bed and breakfast like every time she's like oh this would be so cool to do yeah, so would you still do that? I'm not sure. I, I Because of this COVID-19, I don't know where I'm going to go with this, but I have to regroup. But then I did find a job. I got into human resources and I loved it. And I loved it where I was going with that. So uh, things do change. So that's what you have to be open with in your 20s and stuff. So but would... don't stop if you that's your dream. I was afraid because I didn't have anybody to, like Diane says, now there's so many groups you can reach out to. Back in my time, I don't think there was a lot out there or I didn't know where to go. And was afraid to tell people that I had because everybody I thought people would be I didn't know how people would I wasn't confident enough to bring it out to somebody and saying can you help me or encourage but that's me. what you wanted to do yeah that was your behave yes. yes yes okay yes. Yeah. she's a talker she talks to everybody yeah, and anybody so she'd be a good host and, and a bit of breakfast and what I'm is a, your... bit of a clean freak so that bed and breakfast place would be <laughs> a plus <laughs> breakfast are easy to learn to you know you, don't have, easy to, you don't have to be a big uh, you know Cooker? Or chef or anything to do that kind of stuff. I so think. what's your behag now? I don't have one right now, I guess. I'm enjo- I'm really enjoying my life uh, right now. I really am. I'm How about this bed and breakfast? My... Well, right now nothing's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of it. Just talking to you guys right now, is I forgot about that. Because you forget about so much has happened in the last 30 years. So um, I was just talking tonight with you guys. I thought, oh yeah, I remember doing that. And going to libraries and picking up books on it and stuff like that. Because it wasn't a big thing then. It was just starting to come out. That would have been the late 80s. I'll have to look into it. Maybe that's what I'll do through the rest of the COVID-19. Buy a big old house and renovate it and have half of it you're living in and the other half rent it out. Well, that's even when I stayed in Picton. Mm-hmm. It was her house, but it was a size split. Right. So half of it was bed and breakfast and she would just make breakfast for us, which was even more special because you felt like... Yeah, it was cozy and it felt intimate and special because mm-hmm. she was making breakfast for just us two. Mm-hmm. Nice. So there's different ways you could do it. Definitely. Infinite possibilities. Anyways. Well, we want to say thank you to both of you for being on our podcast. It was an honor to have you both. Thank you. Thank I'm you. quite nervous coming in, but I enjoyed it. Have you gotten comfortable in it? Yes, I did. My mom loves to chat. <laughs> what? She's in her groove. She's a chatter. She's going to start her own podcast. <laughs> I don't know about that, but thank you very much for having me. Yes! Us.